Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Angel R. Talk, and you are listening to the one and only podcast. Today, a friend of mine asked me a question, and I thought about this for like a millisecond, not even a half a second. Would you take a billion dollars... But you can never have sex again. You will just not be able to have sex. But you'll have a billion dollars. Or would you rather stay poor and always have sex? I'll give you a moment to think about how I answered that question. If you know me, if you think you know me, would I take a billion dollars and no sex? Or would I take... Guaranteed always sex and just, I guess, be an average working broke stiff, which I am now. So would I take the billion dollars and never be able to have sex again? Or would I be poor, broke and always have sex? What do you think I would choose? Now, if you know me, you know 100% without a doubt or hesitation that I would not take the billion dollars Even though that is a hell of a lot of money and life changing in exchange for no sex. I mean, look, you could travel the world. You can share amazing moments with someone. You can, I mean, a billion dollars is absolutely life changing. But dude, dudettes, there ain't nothing that I would take in exchange to never have sex again. It would have to be some really messed up stuff. Like if they tell me your son will die unless you never have sex again. Maybe. (laughs) I hope he's listening to this too. Maybe. In that scenario, I'll be like, damn, I guess I'm never having sex again to allow my son to continue living. You know what I mean? Because he's still young. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Under that scenario is like one of the few, <laughs> one of the few instances where, where I would accept the no sex clause. But the question wasn't about losing family or anything like that. It was just straight up. I'll give you a billion dollars and you could never have sex again. It was just physically impossible for you to, good girl, Peppa just peed, y'all. It is physically impossible for you to ever, ever, ever have sex again, period. Or you don't get a billion dollars. Now, we didn't really specify that you'd stay like dirt poor or like, you know, to be really bad off. But you just, you would probably just stay as you are, right? And be able to continue having sex, guaranteed sex. I'm I'm with the sex every day, all day, all the time. You know, as much as I, I would love to experience a billion dollars and all that comes with it. All the amazing experiences and travel and all the things you can do and see. I, I couldn't trade that, y'all, for, for uh, to give up sex. I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Even the thought is like, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't. It's too important to me. That act of making love is extremely, extremely important to me. And I just couldn't do it. Could not do it. You know... I'm having even more deeper 
thoughts about this. This billion dollars would not only alter my life, it could alter the life of all my loved ones and generations in my family for years and years to come. You know, when I think of it that way, it weighs a little heavier on me because I now have the power to not only make my life much more comfortable, but the life of all my loved ones with a billion dollars, I could change everybody's life. Everyone who I love, I could change all their lives and our children and our children's children. And if we manage the money properly, which I would hope we do, our children's children's children, I mean, we can alter the Rodriguez clan forever. And when I say Rodriguez clan, I just mean my family and not everybody is a Rodriguez so there are other families, you know, that would benefit. You know, I just say the Rodriguez clan because that's what I call my bloodline. But what I'm saying is that by me not willing to give up sex forever, I am basically condemning the Rodriguez clan and all the aforementioned family members to continue living in poverty. And when examined from that viewpoint... I am forced to think about this a little more thoroughly and to consider it a little more strongly. I have to say that's that's a bit tougher. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That changes things and it makes it a little bit tougher because obviously you want to do for your family, your loved ones, your your friends, the people that are close to you, a billion dollars could change entire universes and life experiences for a lot of people. But the question then becomes, because now it's no longer about you. For me, just to benefit from a billion dollars, I am not willing to give up ever having sex again. For other people that I love, for other family members, for... uh, I gotta tell you, that gives me pause. And... I hadn't thought about it from that angle. I'd only been thinking about how it would affect my life. Just straight up, personally, my life. I didn't even think about anybody else's life or or anyone else at all, right, for that matter. And not because I'm an asshole or whatever. It's just straight up a matter of sex is freaking important to me, yo. Damn, I haven't made up my mind what my answer would be given those parameters, but it's definitely not simply just a straight up hell no at this point. Damn. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, www.nyctalking.com. So did y'all watch Dune yet? You know, I haven't read the books. And I want to read the books. This might be one of those situations kind of like with Harry Potter where I saw the movie. I saw one or two of the Harry Potter movies. And then um, uh, there were no more movies for me to continue watching the story. So I decided to actually pick up the books. And, oh, man, those are my, I think, hands down, those are my favorite books to read. The, the Harry Potter series. I absolutely Love, love, love that series. And 
the Dune story was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. I watched it at home. I didn't go to the theater. I don't, you know, I don't go to the theater unless it's like a Marvel movie or some really big thing. And I, like I said, I didn't read the book. So I didn't know anything about Dune. And I had no vested interest in it. It was kind of like trying it out. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was a good film. And I'll definitely watch the sequel. But if it's available at home, I'll watch it at home. You know what I'm saying? If they put it on the theater exclusively, where the only place you can watch it is at the theater, then I'm okay paying to go watch it at the theater. If like my son wants to see it or my wife wants to see it in the theater, I don't really care. You know, um, I did enjoy the movie. So if I have the option to watch it at home, I'll watch it at home. Because, like I said, unless it's a Marvel film, I don't really care to go to the theater. But if it's only in the theater and it comes out, like, it's good enough where I'm willing to pay theater prices to go see it. You know, it's got this kind of futuristic feel to it. As I was was watching it, I kind of was thinking of uh, this comic I'm reading. Damn, I can't remember the name right now. Alright, y'all, I looked it up. It's called Lazarus. The name of the comic series is called Lazarus. And it's the same people who made Walking Dead. But it's about families in the future who control territories and stuff. I also kind of thought of that... Damn, I can't remember the name of anything right now. Um, That show... Whatever, it doesn't matter. This one's called Into the Badlands. I also looked it up. It's a futuristic type of show that um deals with you know families in the future who have control and stuff and i mean i don't want to drop any spoilers i really didn't throw up any spoiler warnings and um i don't want to disrupt the flow of the podcast here so i'm not going to drop any spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it but it's a pretty dope story kind of like a coming of age type of thing under some pretty uh stressful situation um, you're kind of forced to kind of realize some things. And again, I, I, I don't want to drop any spoilers, y'all. The movie's too fresh and too new. But I'll say that it's worth going out and watching it um, or watching it at home if you prefer. I watched it at home. It was a high. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. You know, I've been in therapy. I started physical therapy this week because I hurt my back. Now, you might wonder, how did I hurt my back? Well, I had started doing deadlifts and um, I was doing it under the kind of one of my friends was encouraging me to start trying to do some power lifting and stuff. And I went and did some deadlifts and I kind of hurt my back that day. And after that, I was going up some stairs and I saw an old lady struggling. Now, I saw someone run over to help her. So I just kind of continued walking, minding my own business and then that someone who went to help her kind of lost their balance and was about to fall with all the crap that this woman was carrying. She had chairs, she had Coronas and food and all this crap in one of them little shopping carts. So I ran over and I grabbed the thing. Um, I underestimated how heavy it was. I figured, you know, if this person is struggling with it, for me... Even though it could be heavy, I'm sure it'll be super easy. And I underestimated the weight and I also underestimated how hurt I was. So when I grabbed this thing, 
I kind of felt my back get pulled and whatever was left to, to, to jack up from my back, I did trying to help this woman bring up those chairs and the beers and all that. I was kind of annoyed, you know, because I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to help people. It's just the person I am. It's just in my nature, right? So I ran to help this lady. And instead of, instead of being thankful or grateful or whatever, the universe, right? Instead of being grateful to me for trying to be a good person, the universe punishes me with some back pain. Like, I don't understand that. You know, you're trying to do a good deed. You're trying to do a nice thing and you get hurt. Like, it don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense that I would get hurt trying to do something nice, trying to do a good deed, trying to help, man. I'm trying to help. I, I saw the person almost fall. I ran over. I got you. And then, well, universe says, I got you, boy. And there goes my back. And I've had back pain since. However, I started physical therapy. And I will say that the exercises we're doing for my back, the, the well, the stretches we're doing for my back appear to be helpful. We're doing some work on my neck as well because my neck has been hurting for some time. That doesn't feel as helpful, but the lower back stretches I feel have definitely helped. I feel way better than I did when I started therapy earlier this week. I told the therapist today, I was like, yo, listen, my man, I'm not going to keep coming here. And paying $40 a session to have you guys watch me do stretches. I, I, you know, no disrespect to you and it's nothing to do with you. It just, it's financially straining. It's a lot of money to pay. If I were coming in here and you were doing some hands on stuff on my back, you were massaging me or adjusting or doing something that you had to be involved in. I'd pay the $40 per session, but it doesn't make any sense for me to pay $40 to come in here and have you watch me stretch. I could just do that on my own. So we both spoke about it and we agreed that I'd for now go once a week and once a week is a little more palatable. You know, we'll try that out for a while and just see how things go along. I'll continue doing the stretches on my own, continue doing the few exercises on my own, and hopefully it helps me. But it doesn't make any sense, y'all. Again, if if in some cases of physical therapy, the therapist, is, his hands are on you doing something, right? Making some adjustment, holding you in some position, uh, pressing, whatever it is. They're doing something. That you can't do for yourself on your own. That requires their skill and ability. I get that. But if what you're doing is providing me with a series of stretches. That repeat every time I go. I already know the stretches. I learned them. I know what we're doing in there. I could do that by myself and save myself $40 a week. I mean I ain't got money like that y'all. I mean and even if I did have. Even if I had a ton of money. It still wouldn't make sense to me to pay $40 to go in and have somebody watch me stretch. That's just ridiculous. So I'm in therapy. I'm feeling a little better in my back. And let's see how it goes. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast. www.nyctalking.com 
please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.